Support for this broadcast of Two Rivers 30 Minutes comes in part from a grant from Striffler's Family Funeral Homes. From TubeCityOnline.com, this is Two Rivers 30 Minutes, a weekly series of interviews with people making news around the McKeesport area. Produced by Tube City Community Media Incorporated, a nonprofit corporation. I'm Jason Toger, the executive director. On this show, we talk one-on-one with elected officials, community leaders, and others who are trying to make a difference in the Monoc area. And we also take your questions and comments on Facebook and Twitter at Tube City Online. Well, as you're listening to this, uh, it's St. Patrick's Day weekend. St. Patrick's Day has has gotten, it seems to me, since I was a kid, bigger and bigger. And Pittsburgh, of course, has one of the largest uh, groups of Irish-American immigrants, people celebrating their Irish heritage, has one of the largest St. Patrick's Day parades. What do Irish-Americans celebrate for their heritage? Uh, How have those traditions changed? And uh, how many Irish-Americans are there uh, in the Pittsburgh area? Well, we're going to talk about some of those things this morning. Our guest is Frank Navish. He's from East Pittsburgh. Uh, He's also a member of the Ancient Order of Hibernians Lodge in Monroeville, correct? Yes, Division 17. Division 17. Thank you for uh, coming in. Oh, you're welcome. Did I pronounce it right? Ancient Order of Hibernians. Hibernians. What is a Hibernian? Uh, That's the Latin word uh, for Ireland. Okay. And the... uh, so uh, basically, high burning is a Irish person. Okay, and 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 what what are the qualifications to join the ancient order of Hibernians? Uh, to be admitted in the uh, AOH, a man must be of Irish birth or Irish descent through either either parent, a participating Roman Catholic, at least sixteen years old, and reside in the United States. So when you join. When you fill it out, you put which parish you go to, and somebody will check out with the priest. So, so in that way, it's kind of similar to the Knights of Columbus, for instance. Yes. Not dissimilar, anyways. What is your? Do you have a title there? Are you a historian, I think. Oh uh, yeah. Well, yeah, I am the historian, which is an appointed office. I am the immigration chairman, and I am also elected officer. I'm the sentinel. Okay. And how long have you been in the AOH? Recently, for maybe 15 years or so. Okay. But I was also a member way back in the 70s also. Okay. Okay. How, how – it's the ancient order of Hibernians, but how ancient is it? How long does the does the group go back? Well, you can probably go back into some form and do a run in the 1600s. Really? Yes. Did I it, mean, it, it went by other Ireland? groups. It started in Ireland? Oh, yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Actually, in Ireland, the ancient order in Hibernians is where where it originated. When Americans came here, formed their own units, and then for some reason they separated from the uh, group in Ireland. Okay, okay. Uh, and and so when does it start up in the United States then? About eighteen thirty six. Oh, that's okay. Uh, in New York and in eastern Pennsylvania, and it was formed there because uh, the immigrants were coming over, and at that time. Uh, people weren't too happy about these uh, foreigners who were Roman Catholics, and the, at that time you had the nativist Americans, which yeah. are kind of like a lot of these right-wing groups that are going on today. I, there, we're talking with Frank Navish uh, of the Ancient Order of Hibernians, uh, Division 17. In, in Monroeville, uh, serving the Turtle Creek Valley East Hills area. You can call Frank if you're interested. Uh, you have to be Irish, and it's you have to be men only. Is yes. there a ladies' auxiliary? Or there ladies is a ladies' auxiliary, and if uh, women are interested, they can let me know, and I can okay. 
okay. uh, let one of the women talk to him. And if you live in a different area of Pittsburgh, and if you send it to me, I can see that somebody from one of the other divisions. We have divisions in uh, over in Castle Shannon. We have them up in North Hills. There's even a uh, division in Butler, and I believe that we still have a division that was formed a few years ago over in Greensburg. Okay. 412-720-5953 is uh, Frank's uh, phone number. Uh, before we get into a little bit more uh, of that, tell me about your heritage. You said you are part Irish and part Ukrainian. I am, yes, Irish-Ukrainian. My father's uh, side of the family is Irish. Uh, his uh, grandparents... Uh, on uh, his father's side, they came from Galway, and on his mother's side, they came from somewhere in the north of Ireland. Okay, okay. And do you know when they came to the when your dad's family came to the United States? Yeah, they came over. They all came over around the eighteen seventy. Okay, and settled in Western Pennsylvania or where? Yes, my uh, parents, uh, grandparents, they settled in Carnegie. Okay, and uh, his uh, mother's. Grandparents, they were in the East Liberty area. And what brought them to the United States in the first place? Do you know? Uh, yes. Conditions in Ireland were poor. They were under British rule. It was not too far under after the Great Hunger. And, you know, poverty was, uh, you know, really bad there. And, of course, they were discriminated because they were Roman Catholic. In a country that officially, England is officially a Protestant country, yes. Yeah, and, and was at the time ruling what became later the Irish Free State and then uh, the Republic of Ireland. Um, Frank Navish is our guest this morning. He's a historian uh, for the Ancient Order of Hibernians uh, Division in Monroeville. We're talking about St. Patrick's Day and uh, Irish-American heritage this morning. What was the process? Do you have any idea for bringing, um, for your family coming over? Did someone in the United States sponsor them, or how did it work? I am not sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, this a lot of the Irish did not talk about it that time came over. Okay. You know, my father had told me that his, uh, you know— Grandmother spoke uh, Gaelic. Okay. And uh, and then, you know, I knew that uh, his, you know, grandfather and him were from the you know, East Liberty era, and they came over. Okay. At that time, I didn't ask those questions. And I think a lot of them, you know, when they came over and they lived through the Great Hunger, it was like the Jews who escaped from— uh, the concentration camps that have survived here, there was, I believe, a bit of guilt fielding that you survived and other people. It took us like a hundred years before they started celebrating the uh, Angorta Moor, or as they know it, they call it the potato famine. But there was not a famine in Ireland since there was plenty of food to eat. But the Irish Catholics were only permitted to eat the potato. And while they were starving, the British were taking the beef and other you know, sheep, uh, meat, and that, and sending it to England. It's, what did your, uh, would that have been your great-grandfather or great-great-grandfather that came to this country? That had been my great-grandfather. And what did he, where did he find work? He found work working on the uh, railroad over in the Carnegie area. Sure. And then I believe he moved over to uh, this side of Pittsburgh, to the East Pittsburgh area. And it was a little area where they lived, which is not considered exactly East Pittsburgh uh, at that time. It is East Pittsburgh now, but East Pittsburgh was not 
uh, you know, a, a, officially. A, a, a borough. So he borough. was he was in that uh, sort of the little right. crescent there of Turtle Creek. Right East along Pittsburgh. the river, yes. Yeah. We were coming on from the old mill road. Okay. And before you hit the floodgates in East Pittsburgh, they lived in that little section there. But that was called Breton. And how did he get hired on to the railroad? Did, were there a lot of Irish working on the railroad then? Or? Uh, yes. Okay. Both him and his brother worked on the railroad. Uh, Frank Navish is historian with the Ancient Order of Hibernians Division uh, 17 uh, out in Monroeville. They serve the East Hills, Turtle Creek Valley area. We're talking about St. Patrick's Day. We're talking about Irish heritage. And uh, we have a take a quick break. When we come back, uh, I want to talk about some of the activities that the AOH does besides marching in the St. Patrick's Day parade and also talk about what St. Patrick's Day means, okay? Okay. Uh, you are tuned to Two Rivers 30 Minutes broadcasting from the Tube City Center for Business and Innovation here in downtown McKeesport on Radio 81 WEDO, 1550 and 101.1 WZUM, the Pittsburgh Jazz Channel, Internet Radio, WMCK.FM, and TubeCityOnline.com. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Support for this broadcast comes from Striffler's Family Funeral Homes. Since 1866, Striffler's has provided compassionate professional memorial services for families in White Oak, McKeesport, Dravosburg, Portview, and the surrounding areas. Striffler's offers comprehensive pre-planning services and aftercare. And through its affiliated company, Design Monuments, Striffler's also provides permanent markers and memorials crafted in stone, bronze, and other high-quality materials. Learn more at strifflers.com or call 412-678-6191. When we took the break, we were talking about your uh, great-grandfather coming over from, you said, County Galway? Uh, yes. Okay. Um, and working uh, on the railroad first in the Carnegie area and then in the East Pittsburgh area. When, when did things, do you know, start to get a little bit better uh, for Irish Americans in the United States? I would probably say probably after the war. Okay. After where, World War One or World War Two? No, after World War Two. Okay. I, you know, where we... Uh, some of the Irish started get, were able to get educated due to the benefits that the U.S. government gave. Uh, the GI Bill. GI Bill, yes. It, it was still, I mean, there, were, there was a lot of prejudice against Catholics and Irish. I, I'm, I'm thinking of, I believe it was, um, was it 1924 that Al Smith ran for president and he was a Catholic. And, you know, they basically said, well, a Catholic can never get elected. And then it wasn't until 1960 that John Kennedy got elected. And even that was a big issue. In that presidential campaign, and that was only how many years ago? Was that uh, 60 years ago uh, yeah. that, that we were having that debate whether or not a Catholic could even be uh, president of the United States? What sorts of activities did the, the, the ancient order of Hibernians back in the day do to help Irish Americans uh, coming over? Well, when they came over, uh, they offered some help and education for uh, some of the immigrants came over and tried to get them a job. And, you know, many of these, you know, when the Irish came in, even in the recent times, a lot like in New York, a lot of these Irishmen formed their own companies mm -hmm. and they bring people over and they hire them. Uh, it, 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 my, my wife, I'm Hungarian, uh, half Hungarian. My wife is a member of the William Penn Association, which is an association for Hungarian uh, mm. uh, fraternal organizations. There's a Croatian fraternal union in Pittsburgh. There's a, Ukrainian groups. There's Italian groups, Sons of Italy, and, and so forth. What with the with the AOH, do they offer? Did they offer things like scholarships? Do they offer things like insurance? Did they offer things like uh, retirement? They uh, right now. I mean, today uh, we have some scholarships mm -hmm. some, that we give to people, and, and I assume uh, you have to be Irish and Roman Catholic. I would. Yes. Say. Yeah. And then you, you know. 
Some of the girls that are on the courts for the parade, they get some money for their college education. And a lot of, and if you see the girls they pick, these are girls that are going at, to get an education. And some of these girls are very bright. How many, uh, how many of your members march from Division 17? I know you said there's five or six divisions serving Allegheny County. How many from Division 17 march in the parade each year? It depends on the uh, the year and that. I would probably say right now we may have maybe 30 to 40 that okay. may march. Do they have a band? Do they play music? Do they uh, – what, what, what all describe Well, they bit? have a truck and that, and uh, I don't believe anybody's playing music, but some of the other divisions may have musicians. The different units, I believe, march in different places in the, in the uh, parade. I haven't marched in a few years, uh, but I used to march in oh, the old days. I saw you days. outside here before the studio, before we did the interview. You were getting steps in. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, you I was walking. Would be a good way to get a lot of right. steps. Right. In the early days, I was active in the 70s with various Irish groups uh, that uh, supported uh, movements in Ireland that the government might not have liked. <laughs> oh, I, we won't yeah. get into. Maybe we won't, Bill. Maybe we won't get yeah. uh, into that. Frank Davish is our uh, guest uh, this morning. We're talking about the ancient order of Hibernians and uh, about uh, St. Patrick's Day. What is? Um, I, I guess a, a lot of Americans now. St. Patrick's Day has become almost. It, it's. I, I don't want to trivialize it because it's it's become almost like Halloween where it's become this thing where everybody wants to decorate and everyone wants to dress up and maybe people have kind of an idea of who St. Patrick was and why yeah. there's this St. Patrick's Day but tell us a little bit about okay. St. Patrick and St. Patrick's Day. St. Patrick was a kid who was uh, born somewhere in the United Kingdom on the mainland of Britain. Mm-hmm. Supposedly uh, Neil of the Nine Hostages, one of the great uh, Irish legendary kings, uh, his boys went into England and used to raid, and they used to grab people for slaves and, you know, plunder and stuff like that. So they brought this uh, dude back, and uh, they made him a slave, and he worked in the hills raising sheep and that. And then one day he started praying. You know, he wasn't a religious kid before that, but then he started praying to God and became very religious. Then one day God came to him, uh, you know, in a vision or a dream and told him that, he was going to go free and it, it guided him. So God guided, guided him to a ship and he was able to uh, get on a ship and go back to uh, uh, Britain. And then uh, he decided to, uh, you know, study for the priesthood. And then somewhere along the line, he heard in a dream the people of Ireland calling him to come back. And, and, and we're talking, what, th- th- about 300 to 400 years after Christ lived? Fifth, sixth century. Oh, fifth, sixth century. Yeah, I'm okay. not so a little bit so more than around okay. five hundred and some. I can't okay. remember the okay. date. Okay, so so fifth, sixth century. We're talking about. Yeah. Um, so he did go back to Ireland. Yes, he went back to Ireland and he started preaching to the people. And he was so successful, but there were prelates in Britain that tried to get him, stop him and that because he wasn't sending the money back to them. <laughs> that old story. Huh? So there were attempts sure. to get him defrocked, sure. but finally somebody went to Rome and pleaded his case and let him stay. And eventually, you know, he started converting the uh, the different uh, clan leaders and in, you know, A their lot members. A of the people in Ireland were what we would know as pagan so they were either they were worshiping uh spirits or things in the environment gods or, and nature yeah, yeah nature, nature the druids a lot of nature but they also had their gods too and i know that we have pagans who listen to this show so we will give you equal time 
<laughs> to, to talk about your, your uh, programs as well, but we're talking about uh, the ancient order of Hibernians right now. Um, and, and so when the, the, the legend that everyone, if anybody knows anything about St. Patrick, and obviously I don't know very much, um, they know this legend about him driving the snakes out of Ireland. Where does that come from? Is that a modern myth? Or? No, I, I think basically when they said the snakes, they were referring to the Druids. Oh, and that, dear. Who were the religious leaders and the, the intelligent people in the clan. And uh, so referring to them as snakes as we do, you metaphor. know, Satan is a sure. snake. It's right. a symbol. But there were no snakes in Ireland. Okay. Oh, and that's where it comes from because there were no snakes in Ireland, so therefore he must have... Right. Well, it had to be. It must have been, you know, the legend was he drove out the pagan gods and the Druids in that. Now, a lot of those early saints in the Christian church were martyred. Was St. Patrick martyred as well? or No, St. Patrick was not martyred. In fact, there is no record of any martyrdom of Christians in Ireland by the Irish. There was a case where some... uh, British uh, raiders, you know, like uh-huh. the Irish used to do them. Yeah. They came over and they did slaughter some Christians, and their Patrick complained to them about that. Okay. But it was basically uh, – that's why the Irish started doing what they call the white martyrdom, where these people would leave Ireland and they would go preach into Europe and that. Okay. Because at the time after Patrick came, it was the Dark Ages in Europe, and they started to lose a lot of the religion. It was the – Irish missionaries. So it okay. started a uh, tradition of the Irish going throughout the world, which continued up until recent times, until, you know, things happened in Ireland in recent times, sure. the scandals and that, where there's a shortage of priests. But that's why this country, you've noticed, and when you were younger, that uh, most of the priests were Irish. Or it certainly was yeah. a lot of them. I mean, around here, Irish, uh, Polish, and Italian would have been the three big ethnic groups around here. I mean, in the Catholic priests. Right. And yeah. at that time, most of the bishops, when I was a kid, were Irish. That would be accurate. Uh, that part would definitely be accurate. We are uh, running short on time. We have to take another uh, quick break. Um, when we come back, let's talk a little bit more about the activities of what the AOH does today. If somebody joins, what are the benefits? Um, what? what uh, it's more than just St. Patrick's Day, in other words. Oh, yes, definitely. Okay. We're talking with Frank Navish. He is historian for Division 17 of the Ancient Order of Hibernians. Uh, they are located in the Monroeville area, serving the east suburbs and uh, Turtle Creek Valley and Mon Valley area. Uh, Frank has generously said if you are interested in more information, you may call him. He's giving his phone number out, 412-720-5953. You're listening to Two Rivers 30 Minutes, broadcasting from the Tube City Center for Business and Innovation at downtown McKeesport here on Radio 81 WEDO, 1550 and 101.1 WZUM, the Pittsburgh Jazz Channel, Internet Radio, WMCK.FM and TubeCityOnline.com. Stay tuned. We'll be back in 30 seconds to wrap things up. You're listening to Two Rivers 30 Minutes, a production of Tube City Community Media Incorporated. You know, we're looking for help in getting this show on the air and for help with other projects. If you're interested in the McKeesport area and you'd like to host a program or write articles for the website, call us at 412-614-9659 or email TubeCityTiger.com 
at gmail.com. Welcome back. Our guest for a few more minutes is Frank Navish. Uh, he is with the Ancient Order of Hibernians um, in Monroeville. He lives in East Pittsburgh, and we're talking about Irish-American uh, heritage and celebrations here in the Mon Valley and greater Pittsburgh area. I, I'm going to ask this question, and, and so the Ancient Order of Hibernians is for Irish Catholic is there a group for Irish Protestants as well? Uh, yes, okay. and uh, they're probably called the Orange Order, and well, but they're it, quite it, different. Well, yeah, the Orange Order I know in Canada is is still a thing. I didn't know if we had any Orange Order in the United States or not. They are, but I think they're very small. In the bad old days, did those groups squabble, fight? Uh, in this country? Yeah. Uh, yes, and okay. you had the nativists, uh, except okay. I don't think it's much the Orange Order because a lot of the— Irish were Irish Protestants and not Scotch-Irish, yeah, too. Yeah, sure. And a lot of the Scotch-Irish eventually started saying they were Irish. Oh, okay. I, I didn't mean to hit on a sensitive subject, but I, I thought it was something that people were going to wonder since we brought it up and, and I didn't finish right. it. I, I, yeah, I do know that that's a thing in, in Canada and in England uh, to some extent still, but I didn't know if in this country that was yeah. still— But it was mainly our fight was with the nativists, Okay. the— uh, White Anglo-Saxon Protestants who were upset about the Catholics coming. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, on to happier uh, topics. Uh, does Division 17 have a physical lodge, like a social hall? Uh, yes, we do. We okay. have a lodge, and we also have associated with it the, uh, the Irish Club of Monroeville. Okay, so that was going to be my next question, because uh, for a lot of people, the, 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 some of the pleasure of joining whether you're Ukrainian or Croatian or Italian or Hungarian, joining a, an ethnic organization is getting to associate and meet other people, um, going for family events, going for dances, concerts, talks, whatever it is, just going down on, on a Saturday afternoon and, and watching the ball game and, and having a drink. So does the AOH have concerts and dances and things like that? Well, we have, uh, you know, we have karaoke night and yeah. uh, once in a while we'll show some movies. Yeah. And, uh, you know... Uh, Is it a family organization, the th- thing that guys tend to bring their families? Uh, only on the family picnics and that. Okay. These days, it's not like in the old days when you used to, Dad used to take me... My dad actually belonged to the Croatian club mm-hmm. because all his friends were Croatian. Mm-hmm. But I'd go with him. You don't see that many kids, at least at ours. Okay. Would they like to? I'm not too sure kids would enjoy that as much anymore. <laughs> well, I mean, that's because that was going to be my next question, because I know for a lot of the fraternal organizations, not just the ethnic ones, but the Elks, the Moose, the, the Masons, the Shriners, the Knights of Columbus, we mentioned Knights of Pythias, all these different groups, they're having trouble getting members nowadays. Is that something that for the AOH you're yes. trying to encourage people to join? Yes. That's why this was a good idea here. We might be able to get people. Why did you join back in the day? I joined, well, I worked at Westinghouse. I knew it was Irish-American. And when the civil rights movement and started in Northern Ireland for the rights of the Catholics mm-hmm. who were treated like Afro-Americans were in the South in this, Air. In the United States, Very, yeah. very similar. Yeah. Well, I was there, and then when they were getting beat up, I heard somebody at work, and we had some English people at work to where I work, <laughs> made the comment they ought to kill those Irish Catholic with the B word. And I started reading Irish history, and the more I read, I got irate. And uh, then I met Monsignor Rice. Oh, and sure. And he got me involved with one of the Irish organizations, the official yeah, one yeah. of the IRA. Uh, is that, Way back. Was that Sinn Féin? No, Sinn Féin was political Police party. Political wing, okay. Um, we're really getting off to the to right. the to the topic now. So, 
that, that, and that was not that long ago, though. That would have been my lifetime, certainly. That's yes. 40 years ago. Yeah, I was. There was still hard feelings 40 years ago. And I, oh, yes, there were hard feelings even today. today. I wow. mean, we have peace now and stuff yeah. like that, but uh, a little hard for people to all of a sudden like people. In this country, we've mellowed. You know, I mean, I remember when I first girl was engaged to her father was Irish, and, okay. and uh, he was he was a Presbyterian. She was, and it was all right dating her. But when I put the ring on her, that was it. And eventually, got too much for her to be engaged to me, and it broke off. But it was a shock for me because I didn't realize in the town I grew up where, where most people were Catholics, you yeah. didn't see the prejudice. So what are some of the other activities uh, that you do? And I know we're running short on time. You, okay. you mentioned the Irish picnic. Is that the one at Kennywood or is there a separate one? No. we uh, Right now, we just have our own little yeah. division. Okay. Okay. In that. okay. But, uh, okay, one of our big aims is to advance the, uh, by all legitimate means – the aspirations and endeavors of the Irish people for a complete and absolute independence and the unification of Ireland. Okay. Uh, we uh, foster the ideals and perpetuate the history and traditions of the culture of the Irish people. We encourage an equitable U.S. immigration law for Ireland and to cooperate with all groups for a fair American immigration policy. You know, we give to various Catholic charities, uh-huh. such as Little Sisters of Poor. Yeah. Uh, we have given, uh, uh, you know, ro- rosaries to our troops, you know, serving overseas. You know, we've given certain Catholic high schools and some churches we've given money where they've needed, uh, you know, repairs and stuff like that. And uh, we also have a big thing is the veterans, supporting veterans uh, organizations. Uh, we once a year support a bingo at the VA center. Okay. And the other divisions do that. And recently the AOH now has a special pen for veter- for veterans. You know, AOH a special AOH veteran pen. Mm-hmm. And somebody mentioned that he hadn't got the details that there may be one coming out for those who served in Vietnam. A final thought uh, before we let you go Frank Navish. Um, a lot of people in this country maybe are unclear about what has happened, but uh, the United Kingdom, after a long process, they voted to leave the European Economic Union, and that so-called process called Brexit has just finally taken place. There's a lot of concern right now, both in people in the Irish Republic and in Northern Ireland, over what's going to happen, because up until this point, the border for the last 20-so years between Northern Ireland and Ireland, there pretty much isn't a border Right now, it's you just it's just like driving from Pennsylvania into Ohio or Ohio into West Virginia. You see a mm-hmm. sign, and that's pretty much it. A lot of people are concerned now that that either that border is going to be reinforced again, or that the troubles, as you refer to them, the the, the longstanding uh, troubles between Catholics and Protestants in Northern Ireland mostly, um, are going to flare up again. What what are you hearing from the from the country? Well, what I am hearing is that. The European Union has an agreement with uh, Britain mm-hmm. that there would be a border in the sea. The Prime Minister of Britain's trying to get out of this. Okay. And that he want he he thinks that you don't need a border, but you have to have a border because it's the, the only taxes, land border someone, yeah. between the United Kingdom and Europe. the European Union. This has been one of the best things here is that this is the first time where the Irish 
We're stronger than the Brits on this. The Republic with the of power, Ireland. Yeah, with yeah. the power of the European Union backing the Irish people, it's been a tough time. <laughs> for, for, for the UK, right. it has been. If a border was to go up between the country, there may be possibly another start of the troubles. Uh, number two, an agreement, a trade agreement between the United States and the United Kingdom will become impossible because... The Democrat Nancy Pelosi and uh, actually the Republicans and Democrats are telling the Brits, you know, our Irish groups, both yeah. sides. Yeah. And uh, they have told there will not be an agreement if the border goes up. Yeah. So no matter what Mr. Trump wants, <laughs> a bo- you know, agreement, it will be stopped. Uh, and this is not a political. I didn't uh, mean, but I'm no. just saying the way it is. I got it. Uh, we're out of time. Uh, if if you are interested uh, in the ancient order of Hibernians, especially if you live in the East Hills, but uh, Frank says he will give you the information wherever you live, 412-720-5953 is Frank Navish's phone number. He's a historian for the Division 17 of the ancient order of Hibernians. Uh, they also have a website at AOH.com if you want more information. Frank, um, good to talk with you and uh, probably gave some people some things to think about, and maybe we'll have you come back here. Thank you very much. I appreciate you calling me. And thank you all for listening today to Two Rivers 30 Minutes broadcasting from the Tube City Center for Business and Innovation in downtown McKeesport. So long for now. You've been listening to Two Rivers 30 Minutes, copyright Tube City Community Media Incorporated. Opinions expressed on this program are not those of Tube City Community Media Incorporated. Listener support makes this program possible. If you'd like to make a tax-deductible contribution, please visit our website at tubecityonline.com and click on the donate link. You can also get a free subscription to this program and other podcasts at our website using Apple's iTunes or Stitcher.com. If you've got a question or comment, we hope you'll write to us. Our address is Tube City Community Media Incorporated, P.O. Box 94, McKeesport, PA, 15134. You can email us at TubeCityTiger at gmail.com or call us at area code 412-614-9659. And you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at TubeCityOnline. Online.